Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Alfa Romeo Driver podcast, brought to you by the Alfa Romeo Owners Club. I'm Guy Swalbrick and this week I have our usual round table team of club chairman John Griffiths, club manager Nick Wright and board member David Faithful. And we're going to look back at last weekend's multi-record breaking National Alpha Day. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Guy. Good afternoon. So uh, we're all here to talk about National Alpha Day. It's hard to believe it was only two days ago. It seems like it was it was weeks ago. Um, and I guess it'll be a week ago by the time this goes out. So I thought we'd just start off just going round um, round the table and and getting a sense of your highlights. John, what was the what were the key things for you? I think um, th- this year we we had the clue as to what to expect, having been to Vista Heritage in twenty nineteen. But still, the scale of it just blew me away. You know, we we this year because it was ticket only, we could see the sales, but the way they kept on going up and up and up. Um, we were able to get a total, I think it was 1,800, Nick can correct me, uh, in the end of tickets, and the whole lot sold out, happily giving us just enough time to put signage up outside the venue so we didn't end up with big queues at the gate. But it was, no, it was just tremendous, the scale of it. And the cars just kept coming in. I was on point duty in the morning, which I like to do, because I get to see people and direct cars in different directions. And... Gosh, the sea of cars coming in off the main road was was phenomenal. So much, so much happened. And it, again, the club's not just about the cars; it's about people. And seeing so many friends after so many months was was amazing. Section secretaries, registrars, just general acquaintances uh, that I've known through the club for years. That was just brilliant. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, it was. First time I've been anywhere, particularly since February last year, to suddenly be facing sort of over seventeen hundred people talking face to face for ten hours was uh, quite surreal in a way. But yeah, the highlight was seeing the people as much as anything, all the faces, people glad to be out. Such a variety of cars from. I mean, I didn't get a chance to walk around them all, of course, but um, from the pre-war right up to the new Julias and Stelvios, and knowing everything in between was just around the corner. So that was a really great day. David, for you. Well, I think it's a couple of things, really. I think, as the guys have said, it's the volume that that really sort of took you first of all. When you see, saw the the absolute volume of cars ploughing in, and every one of them is an Alfa Romeo. Well, other than there was a Renault Five snuck in, wasn't there? But other than that, that the hundreds of hundreds of Alfa Romeos all piling in, and they all come in through the runway. So although they snaked in. Um, so that we didn't cause traffic chaos on the main road. Once you're through the sort of snake bit, they're all piling down the runway and and just the volume of it. And then as they started filling up the parking bays, it was just astonishing to watch it grow. So the so the volume was was astonishing, really. But the other key thing for me was Vicky Butler Henderson. Absolutely. And I'd forgotten how normal she was actually, um, and I'd forgotten yeah. <laughs> how chatty she is. So you know being responsible for trying to uh, wheel her around the event when she just kept getting distracted speaking to people oh look there's someone with a dog let me go and speak to the dog she's <laughs> she's an absolute nightmare to keep under control so so but but that really did add something to the day which it was great to have her there she's tremendous fun she met a lot of people she was happy to speak to people and and she wasn't going out of her way she genuinely wanted to speak to people because a bit like nick um, this was basically the first significant outing she's had for over a year. She's been 
doing podcasts and videos and and the occasional um you know test drive but she hasn't been to an event so this and i think the volume blew her mind as well so yeah i think that was it for me volume and vicky yeah i i was watching the video on youtube this morning from the event and i think the thing that impressed me most in terms of the volume was there are bits of that video where it already looks full and yet there's cars still streaming into a breast yeah. Um, you know, you, you wonder where they're all going to go. I think for me, the I, I was kind of there with three hats on. So I was I was there with the virtual racing and we managed to get um, get 80 people through 10 heats in the, the virtual racing wow. um, through to the, the final, which was great. Um, I got to meet, talking to meeting people, Nick, I got to meet all of the people from the virtual racing because the vast majority of those, yeah. you know, I've, I now know really well from, from doing the sim racing um known lots of them for you know nearly 18 months now um but i'd never met them so that that was great and then with my um <laughs> my spider register hat on um biggest lineup of uh of 939 spiders we've had at i think 37 although by the time we we were overflowing they were they were going into places other than lineup so it may even have been been more than that um and and for me the first chance to to see the other um, 939 Spider Mila Melia. Yeah. There's only two right-hand drive ones and I'd only, I'd only seen the other one. Um, so that was great. Um, and then with my editor hat on, you know, just what everybody else has said, just so many cars, so many people, just so much enthusiasm about, about the brand and the cars. Yeah. I've been down on the gate with 100%. David for a while. And you say the cars are just pouring in at peak time, just pouring past us. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, talking about that, we, we'd, we'd happily got a, a floor plan, as it were, for the layout, and it worked. But and um, I think we were smart enough with the numbers to make sure we could keep all the models parked together. Uh, there are quite a few changes this year in number. First of all, brilliant, huge thank you to all of the guys in the Alphasud register for getting... I think it was 36 together. I, I don't think I've seen that many Alphasuds no. together since the 90s. No, early 90s. Yeah, absolutely. It was brilliant, even including the Jardinetta, for yeah. goodness sake. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever seen one in the UK. Brilliant. I saw one at Southwest Alpha. I've got a picture of it somewhere. It's <laughs> at Crickets in Thomas. Yeah. And that must have been in the 90s. Yeah, it was It was David's idea to put them right next to the four Cs as well, which I think that worked. And we have 33 four Cs. We've got... Um, Paul Jones is, is checking up with some contacts in Europe to see if that was actually the biggest attendance of four seas anywhere as well. well the, it, what was interesting was um, speaking to uh, Ian and Gary, the Sud registrars, um, yeah. they they were really, really hopeful that they'd get 30 Suds there. And they'd gone, they really mm. made an effort to try and get these guys to bring 30 Suds there. And then when we, when we ended up with 36, I mean, they couldn't believe it either. It was astonishing, really. But as you say, yeah. when, where else would you see 30 or more suds together now? Quite incredible as well when an 8C turns up and you say, I'll just go down there and park next to the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, we had four in total, including the 1933 8C2300. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I mentioned the um, the Spider Mille Miglia. Um, that was one of the cars in the Concorde, one of the newer cars in the Concorde. Um, but it was a it was a really nice selection of cars this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We had um, had some super ones in there, and uh, uh, big thank you to John Sims. I should call out our FD um, who organised the concourse 
judging with with the team there and um but again they were really up against it with uh, something around 20 entrants in total in the different categories I think it was a bit more than that nick but um i i had a quick look around them but of course we were able to interview the the win the category winners um with Vicky Butler Henderson and, and Matt Horn from Sponsors Unity Automotive in Oxford <laughs> handing over the, the prizes. Yeah, ju- judging's never easy, but some of those cars are absolutely flipping spotless. I'll, I'll whiz through a few of them. Um, the 1750 GTV from John Bater was just absolutely spotless. There were, there were plenty of batonis at the event, but that really is one heck of a car. Um, Gary Orchard's TIX, uh, Alphasud. Uh, reminds me so much of my first Alpha Sud that I was proudly took to a National Alpha Day in 1985. It's my first event that got me all into it. Um, a wonderful white machine. I, that was actually the car. That was the car I saw the most of on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But that was mostly because we were stuck alongside each other in traffic. Oh, blimey! <laughs> there you go. Um, we had, uh, as you as you mentioned, the wonderful Spider 3.2 V6 of Jeff Gearing. Um, looked uh, looked amazing uh, in the newer category, but uh, the overall car of the show was Mitch Clayton's 155 V6, which I know for a fact is better than they were when they came out of the factory. <laughs> you know, he's had that from brand new, and he keeps it, uh, you know, so spotless. I judged it in, I think, 2008. Found a tiny scratch next to where your seatbelt goes. Came to judge it again in two th- in two thousand nine, and he'd replaced that entire panel. <laughs> so, then today, trying to knock any points off is almost I, I did. I, I was tempted um, to suggest to John Timms yeah. that a one five five that you couldn't knock any points off should lose a point for not being original because you couldn't knock any points off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're right, <laughs> but no, those were stunning and. I will mention the show and shine as well. And, and thanks to Viv Stevens and, and the team from East Midlands that did the uh, East Midlands section who did the judging there. Uh, we had Alfredo Santucci with his 75. I think it's a 1.8 with a Veloci body kit, all original. Uh, great little car. Um, Rob, uh, Robert Gregory with his white 939 Spider. Lovely to see those. But the overall winner uh, was the guy who won in, in 2019 as well. It's Paul Curry with his modified 147 GTA. Of course, we can let all the modified cars in into that class. And Paul's machine is just just amazing, a beautiful um, a metallic red with gold wheels and subtly lowered, lovely grumble from its engine. Just brilliant. Um, I'll mention in there as well, um, sometimes A-Rock gets branded on in Facebook because it's being a bit stuffy, but... You know, we certainly aren't, and it was brilliant to have some modified Mitos in the lineup for, for the show and shine, as well as a, a car in a metallic red uh, Darmesh Mysteries 159 um, sport wagon that, uh, that, he, that he's been consistently making better. It's great to see these cars and the enthusiasm that goes all around them. So some stunning stuff. Um, and I know all the guys enjoyed uh, chatting to Vicky at the prize giving too. And, and uh, you know, like obviously made it made the day for them, I'm sure. I arrived at my um, my hotel on Saturday night, having driven down from, from the, the ARCA race at Croft. And my car was absolutely filthy. And it was one of those old pubs with a coaching yard. So you drive under a tunnel and into the courtyard at the back. Yeah. And there was loads of people out having a... Um, having a drink outside. And as I came in, there was a group of people that 
stared at my car in utter disgust, the, the, the grime and stuff caked on it. And I thought, why, why are they picking on me? And then I turned into the car park and the, um, the show and shine winning 147 GTA was in the car park. And I thought, okay, no, fair enough. By comparison. <laughs> I know on the, on the day, uh, Mark and Neil from Revive Auto Apothecary, <laughs> who sell all the detailing gear, certainly did a good bit of trade, yeah. but not all to the, not all to the guys in the concourse. <laughs> I think your, your point about the modified cars is a really important one though, because I, I've seen a few times in the last six, seven months of people saying on Facebook that, Auroc, they they don't like modified cars, or and it's like that's complete cobblers. If you look, yeah. and I walked around um, the modern and the classic sections, there's loads and loads of modified alphas attending our events. Yeah. We've got loads of members with modified and heavily modified in some areas, and I think mm. that's a, you know, that's a feature of our club. It's not a problem with our club. We should encourage it, and we are encouraging, and people are coming along. They, I'm, I love modified yeah. cars, but. Um, some of the some of the the modifications on some of the cars at, at National Alpha Day were absolutely superb. And uh, it's not just modified cars that, that this misconceptions out there. There was a comment on Facebook the other day. I think when the notice was posted about having sold out, someone made a comment saying, "Oh, it's nice to be told that we can't go." But my understanding is that they're stuffy dudes, and <laughs> my modern Julia Quadrifoglio wouldn't be welcome. And I. I just staggering that yeah. people have got this perception. Well, well, there were a hundred Julias there. I know that for, for sure, including a heck of a lot of quadrifolios. Yeah, absolutely. I've spoken to some of the old guard in the club about the modified mm. register and modified cars, and they've all said the same to me that that's exactly what got them into cars in the first place. Yeah, hundred percent. And they they to totally support it. They, they said I might not like one particular car is not my my individual choice, but he said. The idea of it is they're all behind it. Well, and 50% yeah. of the 105 GTAs and GTAMs that are at any event were originally 1300 GT Juniors. They're all modified cars anyway. <laughs> you, got it. you got it, yeah. You got it. <laughs> the um, I, I must mention the, the guys and gals from the Mito register in particular, which uh, David here is, of course, the, the registrar for that. But what a wonderful bunch. It was so good at the end, you know, when we were just about to break down things that uh, they brought, uh, you know, a good uh, 20 or so over for a special lineup photograph and, uh, you know, to have the pictures alongside eight C's. And it was brilliant to see them all and that bubbling enthusiasm. Uh, it reminds me very much in, of the 80s and sorry, well, the 1990s, mainly when there, there was the Cinquecento Club, you know, that, that were getting people into Italian cars. It's fantastic to see you know, Mito's are so affordable now, you know, they can be bought and modified and, you know, customised in the in the nicest sense. Uh, but what a great bunch of people. Really, really. Thank you very much, John, as a yeah. Mito owner. I appreciate you calling me young. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> One of the youngsters, Nick, obviously. Well, you, you, yeah. it, it, it's it's all relative. I, um, I messaged David over the weekend because a friend of mine who's in his late 50s, early 60s, had contacted me because his mum was in the process of buying a Mito. And wanted some advice so you know the range is kind of 18 to 80 at least i think there's particularly with the mito um crowd they are such a lovely bunch of people it's not like um yeah clearly the modifiers who who uh, uh who improve their mitos through modification are typically at the younger end of the mm. spectrum um <clears throat> but it's not like 
to them and speak to them about anything to do with Alfa Romeo. It's not just the Mitos or about modified cars. And they absolutely love the scene. Yeah. And they are, you know, I've said, I said this to them, actually, that they are, they are the future of Alfa Romeo, actually, because we were all young once and we were all modifying mm. our cars and, and they are our future. They're the future of the club as well. So, yeah. you know, I think they're, they're such a fabulous bunch of people. I'm not just saying that because I'm the registrar. <laughs> they really are lovely people and they love their cars. And that's all we can ask, really, is that they love their cars. And, and, and if they want to show that love through modifying, brilliant. But just love your Alfa Romeo. Yeah, 100%. So one of the fun bits of the day this time was we, we'd initially tried to look if we could do something with a lot of moving cars, but we, uh, we came up with the idea of a, a, an informal show ring. Um, and this year we were, were able to get hold of a PA system. Uh, somehow I ended up with a microphone. It's, I, I know a few people have said I'm quite fond of the sound of my own voice. So that <laughs> was fair enough, but no, it was, it was, it was great to, uh, not only have a lineup of racing cars opposite us, but to get some of the guys to bring them over. Um, I, I must thank a number of them. Uh, Mike Stark, we started off with, with his amazing white 156 V6 hill climb car that made a wonderful sound. 3.8 V6 Busso in that sounded amazing. He was just beaten by Jeff Gordon, though, with his rather famous Giulietta TI 1959. <laughs> that many people will have seen um, on TV or at Goodwood um, Revival being raced by him and people like Emanuele Piro and Steve Soper. And uh, what a noise that thing made. <laughs> but, you know, great to do something completely off the cuff like that. Um, we had um, uh, Mar um, Mario Pavli uh, with his Red 8C. That was perfect timing because we were able to get Vicky to talk initially about her favourite alphas and of course she always says the 8C is so uh, for him and her to have a chat about that uh, was super and, and it was it was amazing because none of this was planned <laughs> we thought we might do something like it but we actually got a crowd there and, and proper interaction with everybody um, and, and it was brilliant then for that to to spill over to uh, when we kind of finished a segment to people be, being able to take a, a slightly distanced uh, selfie as it were with themselves and, and Vic great fun oh and I must also mention Matt Spitzley who lucky fella has uh, not one but two eight C's including the uh, the 1933 one and we just managed to catch him as he had to leave about one o'clock ish um, and to hear from his mouth how he enjoys driving that you know I won't call it priceless but extremely valuable 1933 uh, 8C and it does over a thousand miles a year and potentially often more. He's taken it to North America, Australia and a number of Mille Amelias as well. It's contested in. Um, I thought the quote of the day was when he said he, he enjoys going on the on tours in it, but he always takes bus fare with him just to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that, that uh, certainly raised, raised a good laugh, didn't it, from the crowd? It's a heck of a bus fare back from the Mille Amelia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was great as well. We, we had a boss of... Um, Alpha UK brand Damien Daly along as well and uh, we had a podcast with him of course some months ago and we'd invited him along to NAD and uh, lo and behold he came along with a number of the team and I think I think he genuinely enjoyed it I caught him on the way out as well as getting a few words from him on the mic and uh, he we know he owns his own uh, 916 spider he'd actually bought a, 
118th scale model off one from one of the traders and he had that in his bag and clutched under his arm but I think he he genuinely genuinely enjoyed it yeah I, I popped over to say hello after you'd interviewed him mm. and he asked me what some of my highlights were and I, I talked about I don't want to make the whole podcast about the Mila Milia, but I mentioned yeah. the the Mila Milia term and he said oh where is it I said, uh, so it's, it's over there with the concourse car. You said, oh, can I, can we wander over and have a look? Oh, great. Um, and just the, the enthusiasm. I mean, he was telling me the story of how, you know, Alfred proposed this idea of, you know, of, of building 11 cars and they needed support from the countries. So he stuck his hand up straight away and say, said he'd take two. Um, so he was kind of responsible for it happening. And, and then just came over and spoke to Jeff Gearing, the, the owner, for for a good 20 minutes or so about the car and the history of it the other the other one that came to the uk how they came in um and and jeff was saying that he at the moment it's insured as an ordinary 939 spider um because the factory aren't able to confirm that it was a a genuine limited edition and and, and is therefore more valuable and and damien just said i'll sort that out just send me jeff's Brilliant. details and and we'll get a a letter of authentication sorted out and um just absolutely uh, you know alpha through and through brilliant uh, nick a lot of people are asking exactly how many alphas have turned up and i know we've done a number of calculations but have you got the scores on the doors we have done we ended up with um 1150 cars in it that's token, brilliant so up from absolutely up brilliant, 900 yeah. just over 1700 people which is absolutely fantastic to that's out, up yeah. from 912 i think it was we said uh, 2019 alphas brilliant stuff what are we going to do next year? well that's that's a good question yeah <laughs> we're, we're thinking now <laughs> i think we'd love to get some more movements involved and, and when it comes to venues you know it's going to be extremely hard to beat um we'll see what happens it's paul, paul jones was saying there is an official world record for the number of afro Romeos in one place um which i believe is 2000 Right. So, there, so there's there's a target. We only have to just yeah. just about double. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a there's a record for the number in a parade, is right. in a single parade, which is that was at about six hundred and fifty, David. Yeah, Something I think it was like slightly that. less than that actually. But it did occur mm. to me if we got a big enough venue, and Bista could qualify if, if only those mm. pesky aeroplanes would move aside. <laughs> yeah, um, we could do we could do a you know an 1100 strong parade i mean it would be quite slow moving but it might, it might be worth the effort <laughs> perhaps well and i think once you know once covid starts to cease to be a factor mm. we have had in the past we've had you know small contingents of of dutch owners and other people come over so we yeah. could we could probably coordinate another 100 or so from from european yeah. clubs without too much trouble i would have thought yeah, that would be really good. And again, I'm hoping that we'll keep on building. That's that's the key thing. You know, there are a lot of uh, first timers there. I know for a fact firsthand because I was talking to a lot of people just as they entered. Have you been before? If they said yes, it made life a lot easier directing cars. <laughs> but, you know, there were a heck of a lot of new people to it. We know there were uh, around 300 non-member tickets sold as well, many of whom joined on the day, I must say. It was actually nice to see on the on the Facebook groups. There were a couple of people who posted when the non-member tickets ran out um, and said they were disappointed, but kind of understood that you know we couldn't hmm. allow non-members to come if we were turning members away. Yeah, and, but it was just really nice to see every time that happened. There were four or five members who just popped up completely unprompted and said, "Well, why not just join?" 
It's yeah, a fantastic yeah. club. You you get your money back through the Halfords discount alone. You know, the magazine's yeah. great. You know, why would you not join? Yeah, it's great to see that. Talking of getting your membership back, I, I was talking to a guy who came up to me at the event and said he'd just bought a car on the uh, Affinity scheme and saved himself seven grand. That's the life, that's that's lifetime that's, membership that's back. not a bad exchange for 40 pounds. <laughs> it's it? a yeah. fair exchange, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I also chatted to a guy who'd... Uh, been a member last in the end of the 1970s and he joined up and he got his new magazine and he said good grief things have changed a bit haven't they <laughs> i remember that black and white little white a5 size thing uh, um, that seven thousand saving represents 175 years of membership so we should probably <laughs> drop that in <laughs> something we didn't mention was some of the rarities as well um i didn't i didn't actually manage to get to go around the engineering zone but um, thanks to some pals and some brilliant photos from uh, Michael Ward, the uh, it, it feels like I've been looking on my screen at these pictures as if I've been round it. And um, uh, we've, we've talked about the amazing uh, modern stuff outside, more modern stuff, but seeing the lines of uh, 101, 950 series, Juliettas, the 2600s and so on. But we also put around there some of the endangered species list. Uh, 146s, 33s, 75s, 164s. Great to see them, but I'm almost expecting more. But when you look at Alpha 33s, there's only something like 50 left registered in the country. So no wonder there was only a couple there, you know. But great to see them anyway. Yeah, I think I think people were a bit um, bit surprised when I stopped in front of them and nearly knocked them over because I'd spotted <laughs> I'd spotted an immaculate 146ti, which was you know one of one of my favourite Alphas that I've owned. Um, yeah, and yeah. I just had to get a, a picture of that. But it was, yeah, it was nice to see some of those cars that there's only one or two of and you just don't see anymore. But there's also on the sort of uh, the modern field area, it was really good to see. A, there was a really good number of, of 156s. There was a good yeah. turnout of GTs, loads of 916s, but um, really tiny numbers of non-GTA 147s. Yeah, and yeah. ironically, my brother turned up in his 1.6 TS 147, uh -huh. which was my car donkeys years ago. Um, <laughs> so it was really good to see that. But I think there was only four non-GTA 147s. So they're really dwindling or or not turning up sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. so it kind of swings around about some of the modern cars we had tremendous volumes of. And yet there were some, even the 159s, you know, there was a good turnout, but not the volume I'd expect given the volume yeah. of 159s on the road. So yeah, I think we need to um, we need to do a bit a bit more detailed analysis with Nick on the actual cars that came in yeah, and look at what we need to do for future events. We shouldn't, to, get, uh, we shouldn't forget the weather forecast was threatening. It was supposed to come down cats and yeah. dogs by about two o'clock. As, as luck would have it, we didn't get anything but a tiny shower in the morning. But we know through the club, many people own more than one car. So I, and I, I saw a number of people there who said, no, sorry, my spider stayed at home. I'm in the, I'm in the Julia. So, you know, there's an element of that. Yeah. Element of that too. Yeah. I was in my Julietta rather than the Spider. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could, couldn't get all the photo gear in to get up to Croft for the Arca event and get back down again. <laughs> it's not it's not, not the leaky roof then. It's not the leak. No, no, the roof doesn't leak. And it has a working ECU now. <laughs> Good man, yeah. All the way from Japan. Um, I mentioned the sim racing earlier on. We had a lot of people through. Um, had a lot of good feedback from um, from some of our members with small children who, who managed to get their children into the sim who had a, a fantastic time i think one of the the highlights of that for me was um coming up to the last heat 
I'd been ribbing Sabra Ali, who was on one of our earlier podcasts, of Alpha Salesman from the Midlands, to, to have a go. And, and he was kind of making excuses as to, you know, typical racing driver, getting all his excuses in first. But he, he, we finally persuaded him to have a go in the, um, in the final heat, which he won, and then finished second to one of our drivers in the final. But obviously our, our league drivers weren't, weren't eligible for the prizes. Uh, so Nick Day from from Chris Knott, who'd sponsored the whole sim racing thing, presented him to, with his his steering wheel and pedals and um, and a lovely yeah. trophy that the the um, the organisers of the van had provided. So uh, that was quite nice. Now we mentioned Nick Day, who was there as sponsor of the Chris Knott Challenge, as well as talking to members about insurance. But there were lots of other sponsors who made the event possible, aren't there, Nick? Indeed, there was Alfa Romeo UK, of course, came along, as we briefly mentioned before, but um, Laura Dunn and all their team bought their hospitality unit and supported us well again. Uh, Unity Automotive, Oxford, they bought some cars and a unit along. They also provided some prizes for the Concours and Show and Shine. Uh, Pirelli sent their unit along with uh, some sim racing unit in it as well, which is great. Um, Mark Knight from Now Revive provided some prizes for the competitions again. Um, Nick Day from Chris Knott, we've just mentioned. Uh, Michael Ward from Auto Italia magazine, who kindly did the photography for us for the day. And I'd, on a personal note, I'd just like to thank all the volunteers and people who helped me organise the event, because none of it happens without those people. So, And uh, of course, the shop was there, David. Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't forget the shop, because Danielle, bless her, um, she'd hurt her ankle and so she came with her friend sarah but between them i mean uh, from, from what from what i've heard we took as much in the shop in that one event as we took for, throughout the whole of 2019 i mean it was non-stop for them the entire day um and they were and, and they were never off their feet um they were just absolutely run ragged so um look i think danielle always works hard in the shop and particularly at events but for Daniel and Sarah to to man that shop just constantly all day long. Huge thanks to them because that because our, our members love that. They love mooching through the shop, even in a socially distanced manner. Um, they like trying things on and and the guys help them all the time. So, yeah, tremendous thanks to them um, for putting in such a great effort. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the other events that are coming up throughout the, the summer and into the early autumn. Just before we do. Um, obviously, we'll be covering the um, the whole event in the, the magazine. Um, and we've decided to run another one of our photo competitions. Um, so we'll put details on Facebook. And I think Nick will send out an email to all of the members. Um, but we're, we'll have a couple of categories. We'll have you know a category for um, conventional shots of the day um, and maybe something that, that conveys the, the atmosphere of the whole event. Um, so, so we'll put the details on the podcast notes and um, and on Facebook over the next couple of days. But if you want to send your favourite photos from the event, uh, we have a special email address, which is photos at arock-uk.com. John, what's coming up for the rest of the year? Yeah, well, this is really only the start. Obviously, we've had a bit of a late start, having to postpone Spring Alpha Day to the autumn. But um, we've got 8th of August, we've got Cotswold Alpha Day at Batsford Arboretum. Always a really nice event that with lots of classics, but uh, see the uh, web, the Cotswold uh, section website for all the details on that. Uh, unfortunately, the Scottish Italian Car Day, which was due to be on 22nd of August, has had to be cancelled for numerous factors outside their control. Um, that's going to go ahead in May next year now. Um, 
We've got Southwest Alpha Day on the 29th of August uh, at the Helicopter Museum near Western Supermare. Um, and uh, at one quite close to Bicester, we've got uh, AROC's Mitcar, Midlands Italian Car Day, on Saturday 21st of August at the British Motor Museum at Gaydon. Uh, we were last there in 2016. It's great to take over the venue with Italian cars, but there's always a strong AROC component. So please, you can get tickets via the AROC website or from mitcar.co.uk. Great to see a load of people along there. Um, so all that before um, the postponed spring alpha day that becomes autumn alpha day. We were very original with that on the 12th of September at the Yorkshire Wildlife Park, uh, which has been massively extended, I must say, from when we were last there in 2017. Uh, huge sight. It's, it's brilliant to see actual polar bears, you know, in, in the wild, as it were. Well, it's not quite the wild. <laughs> well, and lots of... Um you know, non-club events that are hugely popular with club members. Yes. We've got the Silverstone Classic coming up. Um, we've got Goodwood. Uh, and I think Nick's um, got something that he wants to talk about, about Goodwood as well. Yeah. Um, there's Festival Italia at Brantach. So there's, right. there's lots of other things in which the club will be involved um, that aren't 100% club events. That's it. We've got the Auto Italia event that was postponed through to October and we'll be there in force too. And amazingly, we've managed to miss all of those weekends. So we've not got collisions, but you could virtually be doing something every single weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, do you want to talk a little bit about Goodwood? Yes. Um, Alpha Romeo UK have kindly donated to the club uh, five pairs of tickets for the Thursday for the Festival of Speed and five pairs for the Friday. So um, we're going to, well, there is a, a free prize draw for members, which if you go onto the website and get the details there. Um, but we're ha having to close that tomorrow. Do people have to do anything, or is that just five member number membership numbers picked out of a hat? They buy a free ticket if you like on the Eventbrite thing, just like they, they would have done for National Alpha Day. Okay, it's free, so you just register your number and your name and your interest. And obviously, only if you can go on those days, and, uh, you'll get pick picked at random from there. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's very generous of them. I know the tickets are far from cheap. Yeah. But uh, should be really good. And you'll certainly see a GTAM in, in action, we understand. Going up yeah, so, so again, I was chatting to Damien at, um, at National Alpha Day and uh, they have an, a number of slots to, to take the GTAM up the hill um, and more potential buyers than they have slots. So uh, mm. that, should, that should be good. Now you've um, met everyone on the virtual racing, what are you going to call it? It can't really be virtual racing, can it? Because you've met them all in real life. So. <laughs> well, the the racing's still virtual. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and we, we we kind of we kind of veer between sim racing and virtual racing. It was called sim racing for years, yeah. and then I think when when some of the big organised events, you know, the, the official F one one and various other ones, started at the beginning of lockdown, virtual racing became the term that everybody used. So we just went with with everybody else. But yeah. It's it's really nice to have have met all of those people and you know be able to put faces to names and faces to driving styles. And I've <laughs> and I've um, spoken to admittedly they're Mito owners, but <clears throat> um, a couple of them who brought their kids. That was the absolute highlight of their day was going in the back of yeah. your van, as it were. Um, I, <laughs> so I so I do think I don't know what the cost of that was, but we ought to try and do that at, at events in the future because well, what, one of the things we were talking about in the the racing leagues group um, for next year. 
because we run half yearly championships um, is maybe what we do is to have the grand final at national alpha day. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll have exactly the same setup as we've had this time with people competing and then getting through to a final. Um, but we'll actually run our final round of the season live in the van at the event. So we definitely need to avoid ARCA race days next year then. Uh, yes, although we don't, I don't think we've currently got any current ARCA drivers. Oh, okay. um, so it's not too bad. Um, but yes, it would be good to avoid a clash if we could. And just to finish off the votes Very of thanks cool. for people who made the event such a success, I'd like to thank all of the drivers who came along to man the virtual racing stand. They kept the van full all day, coached newcomers, provided a challenge in the Sims themselves. And as a result of the day, we filled our first server for the forthcoming championships. We do have another one. So uh, if you've not signed up yet, there's still time. Right, I think that's enough for today. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll be back in two weeks' time with special guest Lawrence Preston from Autoluso in Bournemouth. And episode 36 will be available from 1.30pm on the 11th of July from Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube and all the other places good podcasts are found. Until then, stay safe. <laughs>